Obam. Oh yes, we are live. Yes, oh, we yeah. are live. Good to be live again. <laughs> Good to be live. Good to be live. Yeah, we're talking about raising two world champions. Yes. Oh. So. Imagine, imagine, imagine raising one. Oh yeah. Uh, world champion. Oh, just and one then... kid. Sorry. Just imagine raising one kid, right? Let alone yeah, yeah, one yeah. world champion, and it's like <laughs> yeah, and then then two of them, and 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 even even take it to another level. It's not like you know you you were just good parent, and and it turned out that your your kids are, are world champions. It's it's about you know planning it for them. That's mm. that's that's what really really amazed me um when it comes to the person of richard williams uh so small introduction for today so today tonight we are discussing richard williams uh the father of uh, serena and venus williams uh amazing tennis players uh probably both of them are in like the uh, Hall of Fame of of tennis players of all time. Both of them uh, broke many records. Uh, I I believe that Serena holds the most uh, the most number of Grand Slams, which is like you know the ranking for Grand Slams is probably the most important one um, in in tennis world and Serena holds the most titles in in Grand Slams so uh, great achievement um and yeah uh, the this episode is inspired i was inspired uh, by mm. by watching the movie about uh, Richard Williams so uh, so last week it was on Thursday i i noticed that on HBO Go uh, in my country uh, there is King Richard, and I've heard about this movie from from my brother. And of course, it was nominated for the Oscars. Uh, I'm not sure whether it it won any Oscar or not, um, but definitely it won a, a won a Golden uh, Globe Award for the best movie. So uh, so definitely good movie, worth watching. Not only. For the picture itself, because it's great, but also for the for most for the for the person of of uh, Richard Williams, um, mm. I I prepared some notes, and I feel uh, I think that we should discuss four topics regarding okay um, the philosophy of of uh, Richard Williams of himself, so. First thing, the the let's say the the main motive of his philosophy in this movie that emerged uh, that emerges was uh, he's saying that if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Mm. So um, so he he really put a lot of emphasis on the fact of how important preparation is and probably all entrepreneurs all successful entrepreneurs will tell you that that preparation is super important if you don't plan anything you plan to fail that's mm. that's true 
um i know it from my own experience you know like there was like very uh, uh, even recent experience i would say you know uh i planned <laughs> my january really thoroughly and uh, and and january was good for me but then i didn't i didn't plan february so much and i failed in in february so now i I planned uh, I planned uh, March and we will see how it goes. But mm. of but of course this this planning pro the process of planning and and uh, really you know being successful in in planning is just the very first step to to success because like you can make all the plans in the world you can um, you can make them detailed that's important to make them detailed but if you don't act on those plans then they are worth nothing it's it's mm. the same with business ideas if you don't act on your business idea it's worth nothing so yeah. if you don't act upon your plans that you have for your business for for whatever you do in your in your life uh, then you will fail and and these plans are uh, are for nothing really mm. Exactly. And I think from I think planning is like, yeah, you can do very detailed planning. And I think the good thing about detailed planning is that it helps you to eliminate any potential thing that can go wrong, right? Because you can think about, oh, maybe I can do this, maybe I can do that, or I can avoid this, I can avoid that. Whereas if you just have a very, very rough idea of what you want, then the path of getting there is not very clear. Then you might get a bit of uncertainty here. You might get a bit of pushback there and you weren't expecting it. Then, But at least if you plan them out, you can work out kind of the roadmap of how to get there. And then you can expect what might go wrong so that you are ready for the things that can go wrong because you have already foreseen it happening rather than having to deal with it on the spot. So I think that's where the benefit of planning really comes in, right? Yeah, but at the same time, it's it's important to remember that you can you cannot really plan one hundred percent. Completely, like, completely. Like yeah. the our life is so unpredictable mm. uh, that uh, that uh, planning one hundred percent is is impossible. So you have to plan for for a bit of elasticity in in what Uncertainty. you, do, you know? yeah so yeah. uh let's refer to the situation right now you know probably there are some businesses uh that were heavily influenced uh by by the current situation in in ukraine and uh. Uh, they didn't really plan for that right mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. For example, I don't know. Um, I've heard that that uh, Nike uh, just blocked uh, uh, selling their goods in Russia. So really, so it's yeah, it's impossible to order anything on Nike in in Russia uh, on their website in in their mobile app. So I believe that that Russia is probably. Wow! Yeah. Among the top ten markets for their products, like it's mm. a big country, right? Uh, so I guess like top ten markets in the world, probably one of them is Russia. And uh, let's be honest, Nike didn't didn't plan to cancel selling their products in in Russia. Like mm. if you probably ask Phil Knight, 
even a week ago, so a day before, uh, before the all the things started, right? Uh, Phil Knight or some some managers from Nike would say, no, we don't plan to to cancel, to to um, to shut down selling our products in Russia. But here we are, like mm. one one week later. Yeah, mm. they 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 canceled it. They closed it's crazy. it. Crazy! Wow. Yeah. Wow. Take some balls. Um, yeah, so dropping the uh, the the political topic now and and yeah. going to uh, Richard Williams. Indeed. Uh, What's the second? The second one is that uh, he was very demanding. Like he was demanding to uh, to such point that there were some some cases, some suspicious that uh, he was too strict to to um, his daughters that uh, you know um, uh, that there was this scene in the movie when uh, when the police turns up uh, turns up at at their house and you know they have some questions about how how his daughters are treated by him and his wife so uh, you know uh, Probably it was definitely reported by but by one of the neighbors, which means that you know neighbors thought that he's too demanding in comparison with other parents. And actually, there were a few things that that you know that really uh, uh, showed how demanding he was. So, for example, they were playing in the rain, right? Who would normally play te play tennis in the rain? But but he did he did it with them to uh, to uh, you know to add this extra uh, level of difficulty uh, for them. Uh, another case was that they were watching some uh, some like kids movie like Cinderella or something like that. And uh, when they finished watching, uh, he started asking his daughters about like uh, uh, conclusions, learnings from the kids' movie, mm. right? Mm. And none of them uh, gives the answer that he's expecting. So he said, okay, so... Uh, and he said, oh, so you clearly didn't understand the movie, so we're going to watch it again now, right? That's, that's, that's crazy. That's bonkers, you know? Telling mm. your your kids, your family that we will watch this movie again right now because you clearly didn't understand the message of it, you know. Mm. Well, um, definitely crazy. Um, what's 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 your view on that? Like, for, I, for... I agree, you know. Like, but how do you draw the line between, like, let's just us, let's just take us for example. Like, like you you are a very demanding person of yourself, and I am too. Um, but how do you draw the line between de being demanding of our own performance and being too strict that we uh, accidentally compromise our mental health, for example? You know you what? Think? That's why we we need um, we need other people in our life. You know, mm. so that's why, for example, when we do sports, we need uh, sports coaches. That's why when we do business we need business coaches right or personal coaches because like uh 
uh, our nature doesn't allow us to be objective. Mm -hmm. We will be either uh, too demanding for ourselves or we will be too easy for ourselves. So if you decide to write, uh, to, uh, to uh, plan, let's say, workout plans for yourself, one of the two things will happen. Either you will make no progress because your workouts will be too light for you or you will, you will over overtrain yourself because mm. your workouts will be too heavy for you. You are not able to objectively judge your level and your needs of physical activity. Mm. You are not, we are not able to objectively uh, assess uh, business uh, needs uh, of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's like, uh, do you, are you being demanding of yourself with intention or are you just doing it because you're like, I just need to keep going, I just need to go here. But if you don't have a direction, then it's like, that is, that is just doing things. Just, just keeping busy doesn't mean it's productive, right? So, um, but if you have a direction and an intention to go, okay, this is what I want to achieve um, and not to do this, I want to be demanding on myself for the next seven days, for example, um, sleep, I don't know, a bit less because I want to do X, Y, and Z, then I think that is right. Um, only if you can see the engine and, and direction of where you actually want to go, then you can be demanding of yourself. Otherwise, it's going to be real hard work. Be real hard work. Okay, yeah. yeah. Another thing uh, about uh, Richard Williams' philosophy is him being protective. So that's, that's really interesting to see uh, that at the same time, he was able to be very demanding, but, but mm. also very protective. That's so, uh, so there was this uh, case when he uh, withdrew uh, Venus from from playing uh, like junior competitions because he had seen all the parents who were very demanding and very unpleasant to their kids, and he said that he doesn't like the atmosphere there, so that's why he will withdrew her and her uh, sister Serena from those competitions. And then he wanted to wait until they were like 16, 17 or whenever. Mm. He said that once they will be ready, I will know and then I will let them play in professional tournaments, professional competitions. But eventually he, he broke, out, broke out and he allowed Venus to play a professional tournament at the age of 14 um, but he was protective and also he 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 used to repeat that you are playing for fun so even though he was very demanding ah. with, with learnings with uh, with with trainings with for for tennis uh, but then when it came to the hmm let's say final test so any game he used to tell her daughters that you are here for fun just have mm. fun mm. so 
uh, he he didn't want. So at the same time, he pressured his daughters a bit, but also he didn't want them to be pressured by someone else. So he didn't want them to be pressured by uh, professional coaches. He didn't want them to be pressured by media, society, uh, other players, parents of other players, etc., etc. Mm. Yeah, I like that. And I, I, initially, when you said that, I was just like, "Oh shit, well, I'm not a father, so how can I say about you know being protective of my son or daughter?" And then I realized, oh, actually, the being productive and uh, the productive, protective bit is about protecting the reasons and the intention why you come here in the first place. You know, it's like, okay, why did I bring my daughter here to play? It's like you say, it's play. It's to have fun. It's not about doing the other sports yet. So he's almost like trying to protect the environment and the attitude of why we're here and then make sure that the um, very reason why they're doing what they're doing was not being compromised by outside voice or external sort of pushes or pressure. And then he was just there to be strong enough to say, no, this is not what we're here for. And I think for me, it's like, this is what we can learn, which is like when people say, oh, do you want to do this? Blah, 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 blah. If it's not what you want, just say no. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong about that. It's about learning how to understand why you're here, what you really want. And if things doesn't match that intention, then you just have to say, it's not for me right now, maybe in the future, but for now, no, thank you. And then you just move on and enjoy what you're doing and don't get carried away by what other people are saying. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, this is an interesting, I like how you just mentioned as well to say he's both demanding but protective at the same time. It's like they're almost conflicting each other, but they're not quite now because he's demanding in the same direction, but he's also protecting so that they are almost like working that direction, but in a protected way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's about finding a balance, you know, like uh, it's the same with, I would say that's, that's how I, uh, that's how I treat myself to, mm. to some extent. So at this, so I'm 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 demanding of myself when it comes to you know you you need to make calls you need to make sales you need to yeah send emails you need to uh, send uh, LinkedIn messages but at the same time I'm protective in a way that okay if I fail if someone says no I'm not interested if I fail at the at the stage of selling this to someone then I'm I'm. I have this, you know, uh, uh, mentality of okay. At least I have learned something today that will be helpful for me in the future. That uh, there is no reason to uh, to push myself too much. Like I mm -hmm. have learned. I'm probably I made a mistake. I know what mistakes I made, and now mm -hmm. I, I can learn from it and uh, make sure I will not make mistakes again. Mm. Sounds good. And the last last thing about Richard Williams was his long shot, long term vision. So vision. imagine, uh, like, so he was when he uh, so he was telling Serena and Venus when they were like eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 
that they will be world champions. He was also uh, telling this to uh, to some other people, you know. Uh, mm. How often, of course, it wasn't about himself. It was more about his daughters. So, so probably it changed. It changes the gravitas a bit. But let's imagine that you just go out there and start telling people that you will be the the biggest module of NFT. <laughs> Do you have yeah. enough? Like, I'm not here to challenge you in in that way, but but let's let's talk about how. Uh, how deep his belief in his mm -hmm. process and abilities of his daughters was that he was able to to go out there and say, "I will be uh, like they will be world champions," even though they were, let's say, no one mm. at the moment, right? Mm. Mm. So we and you, we are no mm. ones at the moment, but let's go out there and say that we will be the greatest entrepreneurs of our generation. Yeah, I have no, I, have, I don't have that level of conviction yet. Maybe, maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's a problem. Maybe that's why I'm not Richard Williams. But <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting you say that because, huh? I don't know really. Like I never, I never say to myself like, "Oh, I will be the greatest." This maybe I'm dreaming too small. Maybe I'm not thinking big enough. You know, uh, maybe you, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming big. Big. I'm quite bold when it comes to expressing my. Uh, my uh, your dreams and goals uh, goals i don't like i don't like word i don't like term dream you know okay. because your goals, I, yeah. I explained it once that when you use term dream i for me it means that uh, there are some conditions that you cannot control and it might not happen but mm, if you are okay. talking about goals it's that it's attainable because that conditions that you can control and and you mm -hmm. are uh, you are able to achieve it right yeah, uh, yeah I was quite bold even even sometimes I didn't like uh, express it directly about my goals sometimes I just hinted them uh, in a way and I remember that I I I I intention not intentionally hinted them when i when we when we worked at the same company and and then one of the managers uh, you know uh, messaged me on twitter and he was like uh, you know uh, i don't know really uh, yeah 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 like we we i followed him on twitter he followed me and he messaged me and one of the questions he asked me it was like a year ago he asked me like are you a millionaire yet? You know? And I was like, what's the question? <laughs> like, why do you ask a question like that? And um, and it was funny because like I never I never told him or anyone at the company that 
oh yeah i want i i will be bil- i will be a millionaire one day mm. it's mm. maybe the vibe that i'm giving that that's my that's my goal and you know uh i don't know if if his question was honest and in good faith or maybe more like uh making fun of me but uh, but still it i i think it was an indication of the fact that i'm pretty open about my uh, my goals mm-hmm. you know mm. yeah hmm. interesting if people know it then you know there's this thing about social accountability right like if you tell people enough people about your goals and your vision then sometimes people just come to say, oh, how are you getting on with that thing? And then you're like, oh, yeah, shit, I haven't, uh, I need to do stuff about uh, about that, right? So, um, but yeah, I, I need to think about that, which is I have never think to myself, like, I will be the greatest X or I'll be the most amazing Y in the world. So, hmm, something to think about, something to ponder about. Okay, so at least, at least one person from today's episode will be, We'll have uh, some food for thoughts. Food for thoughts. I definitely <laughs> will, you know. And uh, okay. yeah, I'll see you if I can share back next time what I think I will. Okay, be. so 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 you see now, uh, the newborn hustlers is not changing only the 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 life of of the viewers, but also the life of the <laughs> the uh, podcaster broadcasters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. We need to learn as well, right? We are constantly growing too. Yeah. Okay, we are Great past. Chef. 25 minutes so it's time to to finish for tonight uh thanks to everyone who's watching or listening it on spotify i will put it on spotify later um if you like this episode just just comment it like it whatever you can do about it uh go follow us on instagram go follow us on our personal profiles uh, drop us a message on our personal profiles or our new the newborn hustlers instagram and we will reply to it whatever mm-hmm. uh, help or support you need in the strange times we will be there for you yeah. amazing 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 leave it there cool bye good night bye.